Not a matter of if, but when a crisis could rock your world. I'm Rashini Rajkumar, crisis strategist, licensed attorney, and host of The Crisis Files. In each case file, we explore a real-world crisis or a hot topic that won't go away. My crisis squad and I are here to find solutions. We also talk with insiders who are trailblazers in the hot spots. We do not provide legal, financial, medical, or PR advice for particular situations, but strongly recommend you seek professionals to help with your specific need. Amanda Brinkman turned an old brand into a hot new commodity when she created and hosted Small Business Revolution, a show that eventually landed on Hulu and ran for six seasons. The program changed lives and communities. At the time, Amanda was chief brand officer at Deluxe. In 2022, Amanda launched a new chapter for herself. She is CEO and chief creative officer for Sunshine Studios, where she continues to reimagine the future. She joins us today for the case file I call Personal Revolution. Amanda, lately, people are digging into what they want out of life, scrutinizing how they spend their time. They're pondering priorities, careers, sometimes even questioning their identity. You helped launch a small business revolution. Can you share some insight into how you went about your own personal revolution? So I've always struggled with the dichotomy between how things come to fruition in our lives. A lot of us feel like, especially for type A, if we're ambitious, that we can kind of hustle things into existence through hard work and showing up, you can create opportunities. Yet I think the older all of us get, the more we realize that's true, but there's all of this almost kind of cosmic swirl happening in the background. And a lot of these intersections come into our life in a way that we have no control over. And so I've always struggled with kind of that, how far do you lean in and how far do you lean back? You know, how much do you try to make things happen and how much do you let things happen? As someone who's very planful in her career and in my life, that I think is the lesson that just keeps coming back to me is how do I sit in that space of peace to understand where my life is heading? And so I found myself probably about five or six years ago, I was sitting in the executive boardroom at Deluxe and I was the chief brand officer. I looked around the table and I found that I was at a table where most people have worked their entire career to get to. For each of us in our chairs, there's a line of people who are waiting to get into that role. And I found myself doodling in my notepad the words cosmic swirl. And then I started to draw this sunshine coming from the horizon with these rays coming off of it. And I started to imagine what would my career and life look like if I wasn't just in one seat in one job, but what would it look like to pursue multiple things at one time? And I had two realizations in that moment. One, Again, I was standing at a table where most people are striving to be, and all I could do is be drawing diagrams about a career that looked the exact opposite. Yeah, like that table is the pinnacle Yeah, for many people. Yeah, and it wasn't lost on me that I was honored to be in the C-suite. I had worked hard to get to the C-suite, but I clearly was seeking something else, and that wasn't the table for me to be at and do my best work. And then the second realization that I had was that there is something to this kind of cosmic swirl that is happening in the background. I think we've all found ourselves at different points in our life where we're like, I'm having all these interesting meetings, these interesting discussions. I can't quite grasp what I'm supposed to be focused on, but there's something happening there. And I am not an astronomy expert, but how stars come to existence. There's this constant swirl until it kind of comes into formation. I just recognized that I had an opportunity over the next couple of years to see how all of that was going to come together 
And so I knew I wanted something different. I wanted to be able to do more than one thing at a time and have more than one title, if you will, or role. But I didn't know what it quite was yet. And I realized this is going to be my ultimate example of how do I figure out, again, how far to lean in and how far to lean back. And what I applaud you for listening to this story, because that exact chain of events, I've never heard from you before. And we've known each other for a while. And I admire you so much. And it's really fun to hear what was brewing while you were sitting in the boardroom. And if you haven't already, I hope you've trademarked Cosmic Swirl because it just sends so many images out there. And it is so true. I like to say there are no coincidences. So even the fact that you had that thought in that moment wasn't a coincidence, but you're smart enough and you had the experience enough to know you're not going to make any snap decisions. Mm -hmm. You were planful because you said that was five or six years ago. We are now about a year into the time since you left Deluxe. So take us through some of that journey of, because you were still doing Small Business Revolution, even when this cosmic swirl really landed on your notebook, that you went through and some advice that people can take from your journey. Yeah, I think when a person is feeling like they're drawn to something else, but they're not exactly quite sure what it is, I think we have to look at each day. And say to ourselves, okay, on those days that you totally think you kicked ass today, like I was on, I was on fire. When you feel like that energy brewing within you and you have that swagger, what did you do that day? And how can you make sure you start doing more of that on more days? How do you seek out those opportunities? And it's not always the actual role or project, but the skill you were bringing or the actual task you were doing for the project. I drive a lot of energy from a couple of things. One, highly productive days. When I feel like I am just getting stuff done, I feel like this sense of energy. So I know I need to be in a space where I'm highly productive and feeling like I'm accomplishing things and moving things forward. The second thing that brings me a ton of energy is spending time with people. And I think that's why the pandemic was so hard for us extroverts is I derive a lot of energy from affirming others, encouraging others, just being in community with people. And so how do I make sure I'm spending more time being able to do that? I derive a lot of energy from being on the stage and being able to affirm people at scale and and feeling like there is a message to be delivered and really understanding the responsibility and weight of the role of being on the stage and, and the message that you're bringing to the audience. I love being on a set. I love film. I mean, there's a lot of things that bring me energy, but I started to, as I was trying to bring this cosmic swirl into focus, I just really was like, how do I make sure I'm spending more time doing those things? The things that weren't bringing me energy were probably maybe sitting in the boardroom or having meetings about cross-functional team alliance and all these things that we do in corporate America. Which has its place. It has its place. And some people do derive energy from that. I just need to be honest with myself about how do I start creating a career that looks like that. When I took the job at Deluxe, I was certainly on the chief marketing officer track. I had built my entire career to get into that table and to get to that role. Everything I had done from a network perspective, everything I had done from an education perspective, everything I had done in terms of experience and skill sets that I brought to my roles was all leading to that. And I thought I would spend time at Deluxe and then move on to another brand and keep going up in size of companies. And it was halfway through that role when I started drawing this cosmic swirl that I said, I think I need to take a left turn here. In creating the show and in hosting and producing it, I realized that the days when I came home and I had high energy, it was when I was focusing on those types of things, bringing the show to fruition, filming, producing, spending time on people and on stages and feeling like we were accomplishing a lot. It started to occur to me, I can create a different career. I don't have to continue on this track. I think a lot of us struggle with that. I can't abandon this path. I've invested so much in this particular career track. To take a turn would be tossing all of that out. 
But I think it's about looking back at our past and our experiences and saying, maybe there were things we were learning in each of those roles that were actually leading to something different and not as prescriptive as that next rung of the ladder. I want to ask about two words, and they're very connected, experience and experiences. So when people are at whatever place, stage, age, however you want to label it, I don't know that people value enough their own current experience level and all the experiences they've lived thus far. I completely agree with you. Where wisdom comes with age is you just have more data. You have more experiences under your belt to be able to look back and say, ah, I see why that person came into my life, or I see why I took that coffee and where that led to, or why saying yes to that volunteer opportunity led to this other thing. I think if we just have more to look back on and say, ah, I see how those are all connected. I used to, at the very beginning of my career, or a few years into it, I used to always give other people the advice, that think about what job you want, your dream job, and then figure out how each job you take or role you have builds the right experience and skill set to get to that job. So let's say you want to be the CEO. We might need to take a turn in the finance group and understand how HR works and maybe operations, marketing. How do you make sure that you're bringing all of those skills to the table? And I don't think that that philosophy is wrong. But now that I'm at this stage of my career, I think it's a little bit different. I don't think it's about identifying what that title is. I think it's about thinking about what does my dream destination or job feel like? How do I feel like I'm showing up? What is that environment? Where do I see myself? And literally in terms of kind of venue as well as like how do I feel like I'm showing up? What kind of skills am I bringing to the table? And then almost looking at it as God or the universe, whatever you believe, will bring those opportunities to fruition to get to that. I just need to keep thinking about what I want that dream destination to feel like, make sure I'm showing up so that when opportunity does arise, I'm ready to seize the opportunity. But kind of having a little bit more of that belief in that serendipity and trust that the thing that you need to get to that end state is going to come your way. So I'm going to share a little personal story that really I'm thinking about. When I made the decision in early 2006 to leave television news, I was mainly a reporter, did some show hosting, some anchoring also, but I really was that field reporter. I loved it and was on track to work toward getting to the network. I made the decision to leave the Detroit TV market and move home to Minneapolis to start my business. What I said to myself was, I now want to create the life I want to live. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't exactly know what that looks like, I had Mm -hmm. a sense, I had a sketch And then continued to fill in to make it more of a complete drawing. So a little different take, but I can completely relate to that. It was really not about becoming a business owner. I wasn't even like thinking of myself ever as an entrepreneur. It was really, how do I create the life I want to live? And now 17 years later, I have more of a handle on what that means. And it allows me the power to say no to things that don't work in that life I want to live. It doesn't mean it's easy. You have to work hard. And it also means that there might be things that don't go your way, which I don't like to call failures. I like to call them learnings. Talk about that. Yeah, it's both a learning as well as sometimes it's not that the universe is saying no, it's saying not yet. Maybe there's something else you need to learn. Maybe there's something else, a really integral partner in whatever that project or thing is going to be. They are off learning something and you don't even know who they are yet. And they're being prepared to meet you at just the right time. 
Have you ever had that person that you're trying to constantly schedule a coffee with or a lunch and it just keeps slipping on the schedule yes. or things keep getting in the way or, or odd things happen? I just trust that that's because we're both of us maybe are going to have some other information come to us or some other experience between now and when we do get together, that when we do get together, that's when we were meant to have that discussion. I apply the same thing to thinking about opportunities. Even if you really want that thing, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen if it doesn't happen then or if it feels like a failure or a mistake at the time. It just might mean that you still have something left to learn to really, really seize that opportunity in the way to maximize its potential. I like to say everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the more you live life, the more you realize that really is true. Now, you can set yourself up for things to fall into place in a much more lucrative pattern or a more pleasing pattern, right? But you really can't control every factor that's out there. One word that I know you and I agree on is the concept of joy Mm -hmm. and how important it is to have joy in your life. Would you say you always had joy or was it something you had to really identify and work? Yeah, great question. I think I've always had joy because of just I've made being a positive person a priority and I've been intentional about it. So I feel like I've always had joy. Every conversation I have, every event I go to, I really seek happiness. I'm intentional about having that in my life. But I think that was a huge part of what I was seeking in the next definition of my career. I was a very busy executive, not just the producing the show. That keeps a person busy enough in and of itself. But I had this whole role that surrounded that. And I found that there were things I wanted to be spending time on that I just literally could not logistically fit in. And so that was part of what, when I was doodling on my notepad, that was part of what I was designing. You called it building a lifestyle, and I think that's the right way to think about it. I wanted to not just have control over my time because that feels good to be able to say yes or no to certain things. It really is the most valuable thing. It really, really is. But it was more about, like, I wanted to be able to structure my weeks and my months and my quarters in a way that allowed me to pursue joy in an unrelenting way. So I wanted to be able to say my Mondays are for this and my Fridays are for this. And I wanted both some structure, but structure on my terms, not structure on the corporate calendar and all of the other things that were on my plate. And so I haven't been on a girl's trip for a decade because I felt like as a mom, I always felt I was traveling so much for the show. I mean, we were on the road 40% of the year. And so I didn't feel like I could come back and then also be, say to my husband and my daughter, like, okay, bye, mom's going away with her girlfriends. Even if that was something that maybe my soul would have needed to make me a whole person, I just didn't feel like I could do that. It's things like that that are also on my list of this lifestyle I'm trying to build. Though my studio is called Sunshine Studios, I'm calling this whole stage of my life my sunshine season. It applies to the kind of work and roles I'm taking on, you know, focus more on film projects that do good in the world, focus on my speaking, the book, but also it's on that same list and in the same portfolio lifestyle. I just as equally weight things like fun travel and travel that fulfills me in a more holistic way. I've always made volunteering and serving on boards a priority, but being able to be that much more involved and really run programs. And so for me, it was both about pursuing diversity and what I was spending time on from a quote unquote work perspective, but it was about having diversity of time to spend it on other things. I mean, how many of us have like a list of books we mean to read and articles we mean to get to and fun things we mean to do at some point, but they just keep falling off of our list because we let the fire drill or urgency of our day-to-day job push those things off. Whereas those are the things that really fuel you and make you even better at your day-to-day jobs, right? What is your advice on the importance of advisors versus or and listening to your gut? Mm -hmm. 
So it's interesting. I've been kind of on a spiritual journey probably the last decade. I think when I became a mom, you start to educate your children on how to think about spirituality or religion. You start to see it with a new focus. What tenets of how you were raised do you want to pass on to your children? And one of the things I've noticed is I've just been exploring all sorts of different spiritual practices across religious identifications is that they're all kind of about how do you be still in order to listen to a higher power, to your higher self, to your intuition. You know, I was raised and still identify as a Christian, but there's the story of the burning bush speaking to Moses. Like, that's kind of how we always think about it. And people say all the time, like, well, God doesn't speak to me. I don't hear the voice of God or the voice of the universe. And it's like, oh, but... They do. They speak to us all the time. And it's not always just through like a formal mentor or someone that we think of as like a more advanced in our career. It could be our neighbor. It could be a stranger in line at the grocery store. I think the universe sends us messages through so many things if we are open to listening to it. And all of those things contribute. I've had writing a book on my heart for as long as I can remember, but it wasn't the right timing until this last year. I had all these different people, not just mentors or advisors, telling me, like, you have a book in you. You need to write a book. At some point, it got to be like, okay, okay, universe, I get it. Like, I'm supposed to write a book. And so it's about kind of that listening to all these different ways that I think messages are coming to us and certainly finding the right spiritual practices. I like to call it spiritual practices versus religion because that's more of an organization. But what are the rituals and practices that you have in your life that help you feel like you can be grounded, you can be still, you can listen and be open to those messages? Lovely. Speaking of that book, look for Amanda's book, Life's Constellations, in fall 2023. Thank you to Amanda Brinkman for bringing more clarity to how we can turn change and transition into big opportunity and joy. Today's Crisis Brief is brought to you by Proof Alliance. Number one, sometimes the universe is not saying no, but not yet. Number two, on days you feel on top of the world, really dissect what made you feel that way. Now, try to create a life filled with more of those things. Number three, be sure to value your own experience and experiences. You bring a lot of data to your own analysis. We all want babies to be healthy and have the best start possible. Avoiding alcohol while pregnant or trying to become pregnant is the first and most crucial step. Want to do more to support healthy babies? Get to know Proof Alliance. Visit proofalliance.org. Thank you to our podcast producer, Kim Inslee, and audio guru, Tom Hamilton of Undertone Music. Catch up on all case files at thecrisisfiles.com for the show archive plus special videos. Subscribe to our YouTube page on thecrisisfiles.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at The Crisis Files. I'm Rashini Rajkumar. Join me next time on The Crisis Files. The Crisis Files.